and welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. This is a podcast where we talk filmmaking from indie film to studio films and everything in between. How to get them made, how to make them and how to try not to F it up in our very, very humble opinion. And these get released onto wherever you get your podcasts every Tuesday. Today we're talking about making a romantic comedy indie film style with director and actress Daisy Atkins. I'm Giles Alderson, producer of the horror comedy of Serial Killer's Guide to Life, which has locked picture and is now going into the grade, a round table post. Oh, Check that out. So exciting. I can't, you've not introduced me yet, so I can't. Fine. Oh, it's no. like, oh, it's oh, a, Daisy. Oh, yes. yeah. Sorry, sorry. Though I had That's mentioned cool. Daisy, I hadn't mentioned you. Exactly. It's a surprise. So Who would be on with me today? Uh, how's it, so it's gone into the grade. Are you grading yet? Or are you? It's grading this week. Good. Today. Start right. today. Well, that's go. the best bit, isn't it? When it's it looks, like Instagram filters nice. over your film. Yeah, <laughs> basically. I think that's, that's what it is. Really, just yeah. stick. I hate the grade because I'm always in the grade saying to the person in the grade, "Oh, it's going to sound better than this," and I make yeah, sound yeah. effects. <laughs> oh, it's going to have a and a thing there. And the car like, go, yeah, yeah. And that's pieces, I'm, yeah. I'm yeah. Yeah. just like, yeah. honestly, you are grading a proper film. It's okay, you know. I still <laughs> yeah. make excuses. But. I'm trying to make mine sort of hyper coloured, and I have to have the grader going like, "Calm down, stop making it so much." I know. I'm just like, pretty, and then I'm like, no, reality, reality. You try to give it a bit of a, for a bit of a, yeah. yeah, I just always love the colours to really pop, and mm. then I go back and I watch it again, and I'm like, what have I done? I do exactly yeah. that. Okay, I'm the yes. same. No, I, I'm always like, because you can, you yeah. then want to. Yeah, yeah. yeah but exactly. then you get back, I, and you get you look at it later, and go, mm, I should have been a bit more strained, maybe. Because the grade is going, yeah, I'll do this. Because yeah, why yeah, not? He, Something different. Yeah, well, I find the other way. I find do you, oh, some DOPs, some DOPs want to just do everything. Flat, 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 do it, you know, do it in yeah. post yeah. or, you know, or conversely, give it a look there on set. I'm more of a look there on set if I can. Right. And on then, set or on set. I love to give the look. I like, no, not, not the lot. I like to okay. make a look on set. But I want to see it. So on the monitor, you on get the day. to see that. Ah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, I don't like yeah. to. So if, it, if you're going to, yeah. if you're making something that's very contrasty or dark, I want to make it contrasting dark on the day. Mm. Yeah. Bit more old school, bit more like film. Rather than seeing it in raw, which yeah, is just yeah. disappointing because yeah. you're not sure what yeah. it's going to look like. Yeah, and Wait, saying, but at least if you see it in raw, then you're like, I only can expect it to improve. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't look at it for a lot, and I do look at it raw, but yeah. I push for the look on set even in raw, oh, so God. that I've committed to the look, if you know what I mean. Yes, That's and once hard. you've committed to it, you're like, I'm staying with that. Yeah. But then you can't change it, you can't Go on adapt. It. Yeah, no, no. But you're happy with that. You're no, like, no, yeah, no, I always think be bold, like yeah. it was filmed. It's true, be bold. Be, be like, and then all the producers mm. can't change it afterwards Absolutely, as well, because yeah. you've already set the tone. Yeah. That's true too. That's smart. So that's now in, in the grade, which is very exciting. Very exciting. <laughs> very exciting. Uh, I'm also the director and producer of the vampire documentary World of Darkness, which is out now. And you can watch it for free uh, on Amazon Prime if you have Amazon Prime. Obviously, if you don't, you have to pay for Amazon Prime, and then it's not free. But if you've got it, it's free. Go watch it. Why not? And you Let- get a free 30-day trial. There you go. So you can get the 30 day trial and then just go just watch it. After yeah, yeah. It, I've it done that so many times. If you've got Amazon Prime. <laughs> How many times? How many emails have you got? I like quite a cheapskate yeah, version. Loads of <laughs> uh, and uh, The Dare is still in post, but it's very close that I co wrote with Johnny Grant and directed. Um, we shot in Ljubljana Studios in Bulgaria. Um, which is uh, Craig Conway on a recent podcast. He also shot Hellboy there. So very exciting, very exciting. So joining me today was my co-host. You might have heard him already. Uh, it's the lovely and the wonderfully talented director, Christian James, who not only directed the recent Fanged Up, which you can click play on Amazon Prime and let it play out to Watch the it end. to the end, though. Just watch the uh, whole thing. But also Freak Out Goblin Nightfeed and the hilarious Stalled. Hello, mate. Hi, buddy. Thanks. Uh, that's Pleasure. lovely. I always love hearing you talk about me. It's great. I, I do um, it regularly as well. Thanks. Uh, you can't get fanged up on Amazon Prime yet. Right. But um, the good news when is that I can, believe though, we've sold quite press well press. on uh, DVD. Oh. It was very uh, 1990s saying DVD, didn't it? 
but, it does, um, but yeah, it's still available still, on DVD, yeah. Yeah. right? So it's sold well. It's, it's stuck around in the charts longer than they expected, I believe. So I think it's as a result they've kept it in the charts longer. In your, oh. So basically, what happens is you go to your your whatever it is, twelve quid, thirteen pound title at the top of your release. Yeah. Then if it sells well in Asda, for, if ours sold well in Asda, both so stored and hanged up, both sold well in Asda. Wow. So oh, then if you Asda. do, yeah, yeah, it's Asda are my, like. They are you my, and Asda are like, my crowd. They're, they're yeah. my, t- my guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, just yeah, yeah, bottom. As I was trying to smack you um, But uh, <laughs> if you sell well at that price, you then get to ten pounds. You sell well at ten pounds, you go forward to the five pounds. So if you go and Asda and see a film at like three pounds, mm. actually it's a sign of a bit of success, I think. So yeah, I think you've basically made every each time you sell well on one price bracket they get the next one the next one so it's gone on and on I think that's great so you don't know when it will be out but it'll on be on, on VOD at some point okay. soon when it's finished it's DVD run which I think it must have done by now surely a bit of a nice Christmas release wouldn't it that would be good prison, a prison film so yeah. Yeah. It yeah it is it, yeah. it's so Christmassy yeah. <laughs> but saying that we're getting to the time so of year the first one where it doesn't have Christmas but stalled is that's yeah, what you were so going to say previous movie okay. that rotates on Christmas TV because mm-hmm. it's set in Christmas Eve Christmas TV uh, so we get a lot of Christmas Christmas hits off that one. So that's good. That a lot, lot of people um, emailing after Christmas. Yeah, Facebook nice. post. Just seen your film. Yes, yeah, lovely. Like, thank you. You guys have done loads. I'm here with my like one film. No, we make it sound like we've we done make, loads. We do that. Oh, okay. yeah, do. Oh, okay. I'm about to come to yours, and it's going to sound like you've done shitloads. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Good. So uh, yeah, you were making me feel quite lazy no. for a second. No, no, no. Okay. Well, you've got a very extensive list oh, coming to it. You'll have forgotten half the things you've done. Let's hit it. Most now. guests do. Showing. Alright, let's it. hit it. Just turning the page. Right, joining us today to talk about filmmaking is director and actress Daisy Aitkins. Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Filmmakers Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. Now, I'm going to run down those list of credits we talked about. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Hit it. As an actress, uh, she's worked since 2005 ish. Yeah, yeah, about then. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Um, appeared in Life as We Know It, Wire in the Blood, The Bill, EastEnders. She also appeared regularly in BBC comedies Fear, Stress, and Anger, and Watson and Oliver, and the films Colin. Magpie in the brilliant action comedy Night Shooters. She has written for TV and made her short film 96 Ways to Say I Love You that was produced by Georgia Moffat, starring David Tennant and Nina Sasanya, and then made her written and directed feature debut You, Me and Him, again starring David Tennant with Faye Marcy and Lucy Punch. Huge filmmakers podcast welcome to the show, Daisy Aiken! Oh my God. Well, ADR crowd on that stuff. Yeah, so it oh, sounds okay. like, sound like the premiere again, oh, right? Oh, brilliant. Right. Love it. Honestly, Good ego boost. Honestly, it's lovely to have you here. Thank, Thank you. you for joining us. It's really us. nice to be here. We have to give a shout out to Mark V. Price. Oh, he's the best. Because he introduced us. He did. And I um, was just listening today to your podcast with him and he said very nice things about me. So he's now my best friend. There you go. Yeah. There you go. And yeah. it's Love interesting him. that he, you have been in nearly all his films. I know, it's nice he keeps asking me back, which is really fun. Mm. And um, and I've loved them as well. And I think I'm doing sort of less acting now. But if he asks me to do anything, I'm like, yep, sure, when, yep. sign me up, do done. It, do it. And he's no- just so nice to work with. He's really relaxed on set and he... He uh, he does this thing where he talks during takes, so you never feel that stressed as an actor because you're like, oh, this is casual, you know. He's talking talks, to him. He talks him like as in to, just talking to his, you know, uh, financial. <laughs> no, he's not know. like yeah, just talking to his, talking mate his accountant. On his phone. Yeah. No, he's like um, in the middle of a take. He's like, that's good, Daisy. Just uh, just look to the left and and think about that regret you're feeling for so and so. And so you're sort of getting directing as you're acting. So you're not you're not as conscious as an actor. 
and um, and so and so he has brought out of me I think some of the best performances because of that because I think most of my big like issue with acting was always just because I was shit scared can I swear yeah, yes yeah. okay when you direct so do you employ that <laughs> tactic too of, of talking people through I I didn't do it as much as Mark I um but I was a Mark was very he's been very inspiring to me as the way he directs and I knew that that sort of casual nature relaxed everyone mm. and and also just the atmosphere on sets you know it was just always really easy going so I definitely tried to I tried to do that I tried to give it a really easy going set and I was like never too pressured on time or anything like that and I was always like yeah that was you know even if it was an awful take which with our actors it never was I'd be like yeah that was great okay like let's just try one for fun <laughs> just to get things yeah. loosened up like I think those are the sort of the points I took from Mark Price's um, school of directing being, being an actor can you smell it when a director's sort of saying yeah 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 great we're just going to try another you know and, and are you conscious yeah. of that so as a director are you conscious of that I try and as an actor I try and just not get into that paranoid loop of like they didn't really mean that they hate me right. um, I sort of just you know because that's like a well of despair mm. but um, yeah as a director I was always like I, I, a lot of the time I would just look for the best things of the take anyway so it was coming from a genuine place mm. and um, and then just yeah just creating that easygoing atmosphere I think is so key especially with comedy where you want people to feel relaxed enough to be be like mm, that doesn't seem to be sitting right just try in your own words yeah. or or let's uh, not say and cut for a while yeah and, that works really well just and keep letting it improvise going. Yeah, go yeah, again. back to exactly. once go again back to that works really well yeah, yeah exactly and just um, or, ju- or just not saying cut and seeing what they do with the end of the scene which, uh, yeah, yeah, which guess, especially yeah. with the actors I had on you me and him was just like yes. comedy gold sometimes yeah. And, and they would come out with lines that were, like, way better than anything I'd ever written. So I was like, great, this is making me look good. Keep going. Um, and also you can throw out alternative lines as well. And it's just, especially with a comedy, it's obviously finding the funniest version of that scene mm. in the most honest way. Yeah. 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 And actors react to that. If they can see you're having fun and enjoying their performances and laughing, yeah. then they will go further and they'll go, do you know what, this is it's cool. I, can, I feel confident, I feel relaxed. And then, like you yeah. say, they come up with gold. That's it, totally it. And mm. having that sort of, that um, that idea that you can just play on set as well. Because mm. especially with our three leads in You, Me and Him, David Tennant, Faye Marseille and Lucy Punch, they were all very good at that improvisation and just like connecting with one another and going off on one. And then also we had Sally Phillips in for two days who was... Yes, hilarious. I mean, she's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, she could just be reading the phone book and be funny. Um, but she wasn't. She would come out with these brilliant lines and she really found that character. And uh, so she played off everyone really well as well. And I would just like... I just wouldn't say cut for ages and she would just go into whole other scenes. Right. And um, it just made me want to do a movie about the hypnobirthing teacher in that <laughs> film. It's just like, you're so good. Well, let's... let's uh, we'll come back to... Yes, yeah, so let's come back to that. I'm jumping ahead. No, I, but I, I like think it. I, I love I that. Think we, I think we jumped ahead. I think yeah, we, I think we made you jump ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah but fault. let's... Before we get there, because we want to talk about your... How you got to becoming Today. the director of that. Let's yeah. talk about this studio. Um... <laughs> Because we have to say thank you. This is our last time ever recording in this lovely studio here at Just Voices Agency. They've been so cool to us. We have to say thank you. I've just given them some um, Halloween muffins. Oh. oh, where's my Halloween muffin? Well, I wasn't thanking you. Okay. 
When you leave, <laughs> I'll give you muffins then. Okay. And I'll butter it. You shouldn't, um, you shouldn't incentivise my leaving. Oh, I see what you're doing. Oh, oh I see. Yeah. If you leave, CJ, then you'll get yeah, it. Then you'll get it. <laughs> but what I wanted to say is they do run a brilliant voiceover agency. And if you ever need someone to do ADR, voiceover, or whatever else, then do get in contact with them. Uh, justvoicesagency.com. And say we sent you, and they might give you a discount. I don't know if you can give discounts on, on actors doing voiceovers. That means a discount from the actor, which yeah, is which probably not work. a good thing. So you're not going to get a discount. Yeah. Yeah. But they're just really service. nice. But you're going to get lovely service lovely from service. lovely people. So They've got good you. voices as well. I saw Sarah Cox up there. Yeah. That's a big voice. Big voice. Yeah. Big voice voices of, the voice of Drive Time Radio 2 now, officially. Oh, so. exactly. Yeah. 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 That's right. That's announced. Yeah. Okay, why not join our friends at Raindance for the Saturday Film School? And here's a massive reason why you should do this. Because it was £150, but with the Filmmakers Podcast, you can get it for £39. That is incredible. The Saturday Film School is brilliant. It's your introduction to filmmaking in one day. covers screenwriting, directing, producing and breaking into the film industry. It has launched the careers of hundreds of British independent filmmakers. Um, People like Edgar Wright and Christopher Nolan. Uh, You can choose to attend on the 1st of December, 19th of January or the 12th of April so you could save up if you're struggling. And like I say, you can get there for £39 instead of the usual £150 with the Filmmakers Podcast exclusive discount code PODCAST39. I give you everything. What more can I say? Thank you, Raindance, for that wonderful offer. Get there. Save the money. Get there and you will learn so much. The link is in the show notes. Okay, Indie Film Shoutouts time. Okay, we've got a Kickstarter campaign from a film called Duck Days, which is a Scottish short film about a woman who gets revenge on a childhood abuser and the community that enabled him with the help of a duck. It sounds brilliant. It's on Kickstarter. Go there. Link is in the show notes and support this really cool little film. It is written by Julia Torverden, it's directed by Alison Piper, and it's produced by James Heath and Tom Gentle. Link is in the show notes. Do what you can to support indie filmmakers. Um, Paul Knight's 24 Little Hours feature film is having its premiere screening on the 24th of November in Romford. Some tickets have been made available. It's going to be a star-studded event. I think it's going to be amazing. Uh, I wish I could go and I'm going to do everything I can to go that night Um, uh, but annoyingly I have something else booked in it's the 24th of November but so many cool people are going down it's going to be a great night link is in the show notes for those tickets and uh, Indie Film Shoutouts and thanks for the love this week go to Mark Joseph Sarah Thomas uh, Marsden's Beer Festival which is starting again and info of which I'll give you next week of how you can apply it's all changed this year it's going to be amazing I'm one of the judges yeah. I'm one of the judges at the Marsden Beer Town Festival, the film festival. Uh, other shouts go to Mark Robbins01. Thank you all for your shoutouts this week. More to come. And don't forget, if you want shoutouts on this podcast, tweet me at FilmmakersPod or me at Giles Alderson. And yes, and I will promote them and shout out about them. If you like this podcast, be nice. Tell your friends we are on the Podfix Network. We are on the BritPod scene. We are on Nerdly. We are on iTunes and SoundCloud and Spotify and all sorts of amazing places. Go there, give us some love and support us. Nothing else, give us a nice retweet. Why not? Cheeky support. We love it. Thank you, guys. So, Daisy's career. So, yeah. you're here now, Daisy. The, yes. the, arguably, 
the apex of your career is in the studio right now. Mm. <laughs> Take us back to the start. Where did it all, where did it all, yeah. Where did it, how did you get into it? Um, I started as an actor, as I'm sure many filmmakers nowadays are. Where did that kind of, where did that Yeah, where did, where did that get, all come yeah. So, well, I guess if we're going right back to the beginning, if mm. I really want to bore everyone, I was, um, I used to make films when I was little on, do you remember Tyco video cams? They no. were cameras for kids and they were black and white. Yeah, I kind of, I never had one, but I know what you yeah. mean, yeah. I was spoiled, so I had one. Um, <laughs> and, we, I just looked at the shelf and like, oh, one day, one yeah. day there's Tyco. And meanwhile, I was inside being like, Daddy, I want that one, thank you. Uh, no, they were, I think, fairly cheap, but it was, um, it was a great little camera and I used to make films on those and then eventually I was stealing my dad's camcorder and making, it was weird, what did, I made like, this is going to sound very odd, but I used to make Metamucil commercials, which I think is like a powder for constipation. Brilliant. Yeah, so I don't know, don't know where the inspiration those. came from that. Yeah. Um, wait, wait. So of all the things you could have made. I made, I made Australian Metamucil commercials, I remember. Somewhere, my friend, wow. my darling friend Scarlett Clifford, who's a wonderful art director, quick plug, um, she has those uh, VHSs. Has she? Us. And she's threatening you, is she? I mean, she really could. That's why she's right. <laughs> yeah, remember, yeah. give me another job because I've got those tapes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And we used to make Spice Girl videos where we'd play the Spice Girls and would make horror films where um, we obviously would be American and the baddie was always a guy called Johnny. So it was like, oh, my God, Johnny. Um, that what was, was your, your go to Spice Girls track? I mean, To Become One was a big one. It's yeah. a big but, one. It's a big but one we went through the well. whole range. There is yeah. also, again, a load of Spice Girl videos somewhere. Mm. And um, I was always Jerry and she was always Baby. Um, was could, there more I friends to come in? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Was there more friends to come in and play the others, or was it just, just you guys? No, we would, and then I'd be scary, oh, and then nice, I'd be, nice. yeah. So we'd we'd press pause, and then we'd move everything, and then we'd press record again. That was my big like, yeah. you know, special effects, being able to switch personas very quickly. Um, so I was doing that very young and breaking my father's camcorder, and then uh, and then I got into acting mainly because I didn't get into any universities, so I. Went to Lambda instead. Um, that's quite a sort Lambda's of. A that's, big yeah, one. it's still yeah. a it achievement. Kind of, yeah, it was. It was, and it was such a fluke because I got, I got very good grades in A level, but I got predicted like diabolical grades, mm. and so I didn't get into any um, unis to do English literature, and so I was going to do Lambda on like a on a gap year. And I went along for the year course and they were like, do you want to try out for the three year course? It's literally down the hall. And I was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. And then I, yeah, so it was very lucky and very flukish. And then obviously I became obsessed with acting. And then, but that wasn't really my main drive. It had always been like writing and making films and things Mm. like that. And so um, about two years out of drama school, I started writing for TV and I got my first job on my, my family, family which remember is incredible of course I remember yeah. yeah I know they they got Robert us Lindsay, in my family yeah yeah exactly yeah. so you want to make a I came in for the last series and then it was cancelled so I don't know what that says about my writing <laughs> ability <laughs> but, um, but, but that then, was really fun but then you also carried on writing on uh, shelf shelf stackers, shelf stackers. Yeah, with um, Bede Blake was the head writer on that which is a really fun show to write mm. on and then and then continued sort of selling scripts and but getting doing, a gig sorry to keep yeah. dialing back because that's a jump going from drama school totally. going from, to getting a script you know someone seeing your work writing for BBC hey come in now write for this show what happened there so my writing partner at the time yeah. he was with United so you presumably then your 
performers, you're writing your own stuff. Would that kind of be the, the I mean, that evolution would, of... That would make sense, but actually I'd, I've never been in anything I've written, um, oh. mainly because I'm like, oh, I'm concentrating on one thing. I can't sort of split my yeah. mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he was at United and he passed a script we wrote onto his acting agent who then went across the hall to a literary agent and Did the you, guy yeah. said, okay, look, if I sell this script, then mm-hmm. I'll take you on. And wonderfully, he sold it to the brilliant World Productions. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Who do Line of Duty, yeah. and and then we were with him, and so then he got us into meetings, and we um, that script, that spec script, got us so much. Um, it never became anything, but it got us on My Family and some other shows. So that was kind of it was the sort of acting route and that and that um, connection mm. via that big agent. Mm. You know, I wasn't with nearly as big an acting agent, so I wouldn't have been able to do that, which was um, handy. Yeah. And I think, I, I don't know, I did a, um, you know, one of those masterclasses uh, on those, that website, Masterclass, and they have like Judd Apatow doing mm. masterclass yes. and things like yeah. that. I listened to his one um, a couple of weeks ago, and he said something that I thought was kind of true, which was like, if you're really good, you'll be found. And he was sort of saying, think of all the shit out there and all the, you know, all the really unfunny movies and everything like that. And he's like, it's very rare that you get a truly funny or great film. And he was like, so inevitably, if you're good enough, you'll find a way. And I think that's so true. Like I had been that script I finally wrote with um, my writing partner, then Ollie, Ollie Kieran Jones, actor, great one, Um, now a producer. (laughs) Uh, I had written... I'd written scripts since I was like 10. So it was really, I think it's kind of the annoying thing of like working really hard, you'll find a way. Mm, and see. it is, it's putting energy in a certain direction, it will come in the I other agree. direction. I, I think that's yeah. absolutely spot on. And you've got to become brilliant. And yes. that I think it's yeah. the Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 hours thing. I think you've got to really, really work at yeah. it. The more you but put then, in, the better. Yeah. But the cream does rise to the top. I do agree with that. If yeah. you're there good, ever be a moment rise. where you say, you know, again, if, 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 if there's a moment where you say, bloody hell, I'm brilliant. Things are probably going wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's definitely it's a, going you know, wrong. I can't imagine anyone. I, I don't know. I've never met anyone who says, "Oh my god, I'm brilliant." Because if you do get to that point, it's over, right? Because yeah, yeah they're probably not go brilliant from if there? they say that. Because we all yeah. procrastinate. We all sit there with our scripts and go, "Oh my god, I can't do this," or on set and go, "Oh my god, what am I doing?" It's a delicate yeah. balance, isn't it, of looking at what you've done, second guessing and saying, "Is that good enough? Is it good mm. enough?" But then when you get to set, I think being confident, say, "Okay, it's as good as it's mm. going to be, and I can, and I'm happy with it." And I therefore... think there's that eighty percent rule, isn't it? It's sort of like, "Well, look, we could always change something, but if we feel it's nearly eighty percent, yeah, come on, you yeah, know, there's so many other factors. It's not just us. There's other people involved, and even with the script, you're giving it to other people, and everyone gives you so many different opinions about that script. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's so totally different. And if you followed them all, you'd never finish your script. So you have to choose your own path. And I think eighty percent is kind of a the right amount I feel. yeah and i th- i think everyone feels like they're blagging and mm-hmm. they're about to be found out i think yeah. that's just the default position for most people who are even vaguely humble yes um so you just once you just kind of accept that yeah you know, then feel the, the fear and do it anyway basically mm. what's your writing process then when you obviously when you're doing the tv you have yeah. to fit in a formula so you're almost like Picking the boxes and yeah. putting the words into those scenes, right? Is it? Yeah, well, it was kind of different working on the two shows I worked on early on in my career were with a writer's room. Mm-hmm. So um, that's always a really fun experience because you go in there and you're just, 
you're just talking about your life and telling stories and then you find things like fall into the script and you're pitching jokes and and I always had really friendly rooms which was great I've heard horror stories about some rooms in America which are quite terrifying Mm. Um, but everyone was always really nice and and that's a much more collaborative process and then writing on my own for um, well for film I I think for film I'm a little more creative and I take a bit of time for the idea to marinate and I'm and then I get a bit type a where it's all carded out Mm. and um and then I'm working out the outline and the outline has to be like just perfect before I actually set out upon the script but um for the first you know sometimes it's like a couple of months I'm, I'm sort of doing it at the moment and it's been three weeks of me just writing ideas on hundreds and hundreds of cards so just scene ideas and taking the concept of um the idea of the film and thinking what are funny ways to reflect that Mm. um what are possible scene ideas what are possible characters and then i get all those cards and i look at most of them and go oh my god what was i thinking (laughs) and and then the others i kind of vaguely fashion into an outline and then that becomes the beginning outline and then i whittle that down and whittle that down and then um and then i start on the script and when i'm starting on the script it's usually like 10 pages a day i sort of wow okay yeah i get quite quite into military yeah yeah Yeah, exactly that's the only way i think i can do it because generally it's like if you were just going to do it when inspiration strikes, I just never work. But so, what happens when you have those moments where it's the block, the, it, the inspiration isn't there and you're doing your... I just force through hours. it and I just write really crap scenes. I and then I get quite I, depressed the next day. No, I think that's the way to do it. I don't... I mean, I, mm. I work with writers. I don't For features, I don't write yeah. myself. I work with a writer. But for the commercial side of things with pitches, yes. often I'm like... I haven't got any ideas at all, but mm. I set myself a deadline of like, I've got to get something done by three o'clock. And then I just, you, you just sort of vomit out something, anything. Yeah. And go, oh, thank God I got over that bit now. Yeah. Right, then I start, you know, and then it then just, you suddenly, can next thing you know, you've just happened to clean go, up oh, the vomit. That's isn't it? right. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. fantastic. And this is, I'm molding this vomit into something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I don't mean, so you kind of got to just say, I'm with you. If you set, set a deadline, say, whatever, let's just do something regardless. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff I think just so. suddenly piles out. Yeah, it's again that thing of like putting energetically a lot of force behind something. Mm. Inevitably, it will come back in another way. So even if that's you write awful pages, you know, I wrote 45 pages of this um, film idea the other day and I read it and I was like, oh, God, this is all so awful. And I decided to like go back to the drawing board and start again. But then the first day of starting again, I was like, oh, wow, this is a great idea. This is a great idea. And I was kind of much more inspired. So inevitably, something must have happened in writing those 45 pages of utter crap. But you yeah. said there you you write 10 pages a day, which mm. technically means in a week and a day, you could have finished the first draft. Yeah. yeah. Is, does that actually happen? Um, when I get down to it, I remember wow. writing for you, me and him, I, mainly because I spend so long on the outline and my outline is really detailed. It's almost down to like I've got lines in there as well and things like it's that. Like, like scriptment, as we'd call yes, it. Yes, yes, that's a good yes. way to do it. Where, oh, where, the, where the pros call it. No, it's a scriptment. Like, it. just... like a treatment with a script. Oh, I don't want to commit to a treatment or a script. script so I'm call it a scriptment. Yeah. scriptment. yeah, I like that. Um, and so, yeah, with you, me and him, I remember writing that in, in sort of like two weeks, the first draft. But that outline was so detailed that the outline I gave the producers, they were able to commission the script off that because they were, they could see practically the script. Wow. Um, so 
Yeah, and obviously that wasn't the script that turned into the film. Of course not. <laughs> by then, you've already been commissioned. Many drafts later. Well, uh, yeah, exactly. It's got better, yeah. I promise. And when I say commissioned, I was asked to write it, but I wasn't, um, you know, that was a low-budget film, so I wasn't paid for that film until the first day of production. So I was still like... On baked beans and credit cards and freaking out, hoping it would get Shouldn't eat credit made. cards, really bad. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought they were terrible. quite slimming. Takes a lot of chew, so yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so, so it's, it's always a bit, you know... Um, Skin of the teeth. Yeah, mm. is, that, I think is that the phrase? Right. Yeah, yeah. So how did let's let's talk about you, me, and him because yeah. it's a wonderful film. It's beautiful. Oh, and did you've you done see so it? Much. Yes, yes. Oh, you, you're very you, good. You can watch it online now. You, you can indeed. Yes. Prime. Patrols? It's also on YouTube. You can get you you buy it on YouTube, but you ah. can buy it for three pounds forty nine. No is a, way. Yes. That is, God, that's cheap. I saw it the other night on Virgin for four forty nine. So there you go. There you go. YouTube. They YouTube win. it is. Yeah. But the quality might not be as good as the Virgin one. Because that's of, true. Uh, I think it's it's now on Virgin, Amazon, I want to say Sky as well, iTunes, obviously, and YouTube. I will yeah. add that to the mix. Add it to the mix. Great. And physical media? And it's on DVD. Blu-ray and... DVD. 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 Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Good. It's Have you got it on your old dad's... Um, what yeah. did you Cam call Porter. it? A, a te- te- oh, Tyco. Tyco. Tyco Vidcam. Yeah, there's also the Tyco Vidcam right. version. Yeah. It's on that version. It looks that you get an added ropey. little bonus of a Spice Girls video. So, so yeah. it's tacked Good. on at the Starring end. Starring me, yeah. Perfect. Well, we're all into that. <laughs> okay, you, me and him. It's two female lovers. One a lawyer and the other a fun, pot-smoking layabout. They meet a flirtatious neighbour, played by David Tennant. Despite planning to never have children, the female lovers both become pregnant and are forced to evaluate their relationship and their future. If you haven't seen this movie, because it came out earlier this year, yeah, and it's brilliant, it's really fun, and it's the kind of romantic comedy that you kind of really like and fall into. So, obviously, oh, thanks. So obviously you, you talked about how you actually got commissioned for it. How did it even get to that place in the first place? So it started, I was actually living in America and I have a very good friend, Georgia Tennant, who I met as an actress on the show Fierce Dress and Anger that you mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, We played sisters. And um, I can see that. Yeah. Oh, thanks. That's a big compliment for me. Trivia. Is she, is Georgia... David Tennant's wife. Oh, I was going to say Peter Davison's... And Peter Davison's daughter, yes. My Doctor Who, see, growing up, that's my Doctor Who. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very yeah. exciting, yeah. Georgia had started producing, and her and I had done a short film together, 96 Ways to Say I Love You, as well as a film called The Exit, all about Brexit and that heartbreak. And um, Is it pre or post Brexit? Well? It was just post the decision. Again, that I wrote on a tube upset about mm. Brexit. Mm. And, and 96 um, Ways I Love You is a really good short film, which is you oh, can watch now online, by the way. You can for free. indeed, yeah. It's got some brilliant names in that. Yeah, yeah. It was really exciting. That yeah. One. Did, uh, that's the good thing about being an actor is that you have all these actor friends mm-hmm. who are kind yeah, of yeah. getting yeah. things. Yeah. And there's also a certain, if you become a director, there's a certain, if you say I'm now directing, and there's a confidence. Yeah. In that, you know, they know they're, you know, oh, I imagine as an actor, having never been one. Yeah. But I'd imagine knowing that, that director was previously an actor, that would be someone you might want to. Yeah, you slightly. Because there's a, there's a safety there. As yeah, well, you kind of speak the same language. Yeah, and exactly. That's the one thing going into directing um, that I was fairly confident in, like the technical side. I was like, oh, no, I don't know. But definitely with getting the story across and and talking to the actors and and knowing when something was um honest and funny i i felt pretty confident about that mm. um so anyway georgia then started working with another producer called finn glynn 
And um, great name, by the way. It is. I saw that name, and I was like, Finn Glynn. Yeah, is that is how you pronounce it. And it is. I love it. Great name, great guy. And he yeah. came across this true story, which was um, what the script was loosely based on. And she sort of rang me up and went, "Look, I think you could write this. Do you want to knock together a treatment or a scriptment?" And um, and I was a bit sort of desperate in LA and not didn't really have any work and and also thought it was such a brilliant idea and I was like yes yes I'll do it in a weekend and so I just remember like staying up over this weekend and just really working hard and um, I got this treatment to them and they really liked it and they said great do a script and then wow. the script kind of yeah it, it all happened quite quickly I then moved back here um, can I be really annoying yeah of course I mean generally I'm always really annoying but yeah no you're not. Uh, just jumping back. So you were just in LA. Yeah, yes. you just dropped that yeah, in. And and, we were both like, wait, yeah, 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 hold on. Because obviously that's, uh, you know, working yeah. in LA. Were you working there? Was a holiday visa? How, what were you in LA for? I was on the O one one visa and I had been there for on and off for about four years. O one one visa being, just for anyone who doesn't know? Um, it's a visa that you get for three years and it's based on like talent um i shouldn't say that like yeah exactly it's it's, it's literally like the extraordinary talent visa like no one else can act like me yeah. um and <laughs> I, I, I i've worked with a, fair, a lot of crew actually that are on though australians and vice versa yeah it applies both ways you can get one in england as well and we, yeah. we do the same thing for over there australians and americans yeah so i was over there sort of um writing and acting a lot of the time i was actually um getting having scripts commissioned from over here and living over there and had a had a sort of specific project taken you there or was it just I'm going to go there and try and get some fan some members yeah I think it was sort of like me just going I want to live there for a bit and see what that's about and um and I I I made this stupid mistake of going there and actually like getting good management and agents and having had getting scripts commissioned from the UK I then got to the point where I could have got scripts commissioned there and then they realised my visa was only acting and I was like, oh yeah. Oh. That was a really, really blonde moment I'm not very proud of. No, but it makes yeah. sense. You yeah. kind of go, well, I've got a visa to work here and they go, yeah, but only in that specific Yeah, Because you're not allowed like, to work as a waitress oh, yeah. or uh, anything else while you're there. Yeah, You're supposed exactly. to only do the acting. Yeah, so I was kind of living there but living off work I was getting over here. So it was sort of... Uh, pointless um but right. but great because of all the friends i met and the contacts yeah. i made out there and all that of kind of thing and so yes yeah, so georgia said i said okay i'm moving back with this script and um and then very quickly we had a meeting with um lionsgate and mm-hmm. i wasn't supposed to go along to this meeting um i think georgia was supposed to go with finn but she couldn't make it so i was like oh i'll go along instead and I think for the first like half of the meeting, the um, head of acquisitions we were having the meeting with assumed I was like the assistant or something, probably because I was taking notes. I take notes at everything. I'm surprised <laughs> I'm not taking them now. And um, and when he found out I was the writer of the film, he was like duly embarrassed and like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. I'm, uh. And then I think because of that embarrassment, when we were then talking about um, female directors that we were sort of airing for this for this film he said well you've done some short films and why aren't you putting your hat in the ring and I hadn't even thought about it because I thought this is you know the budget was uh, 2.2 so I was like there's no way I can go from short films to this Uh, but when he said it I was like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah I'd love that. Right, I can. Yeah, yeah, here's my hat. Here's the ring. Go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Dive in it, please. Yeah, exactly. Here's a rabbit. <laughs> yeah, and and so it kind of brilliantly started from there, and and I think probably poor Finn kind of went along with me being the director because he thought, oh, 
Lionsgate will be interested because he obviously liked Daisy, but you know Lionsgate ended up having nothing to do with it whatsoever, and I got the director's job. So Woo-hoo! thank you, head of acquisitions at Lionsgate. Were there Amazing. any hoops or anything you have to do? Any? I, only I say this because I know a director friend at the moment who is actually um, they've been a part of a project for years, writing and writing it for a long time, yeah, and just recently had to jump through a few hoops to get yeah. the gig as director uh, and, and sort of go out and basically make a chunk of the film or a short, you know, short wow. bit of it yeah. just to prove. And it's like, and, and they're a director by trade as well, which is odd, but, um, God, it, but in broadcast. Yeah, so I, I I did a treatment for them. But you know what, to be completely honest, I was just very lucky because Georgia Tennant has been a champion of mine for so many years yeah, and a and great that's friend. Yeah, sometimes is all you need. Exactly, no and yeah. she really, um, you know, believed in me and pushed for me. And and continue to be this like incredible support throughout the entire filming yeah. as well. Mm. Both Finn, I mean, all the producers were great, but especially both Finn and Georgia were just a fantastic support network. Finn got it together so quickly. I mean, I finished that script in, we had that meet, I finished the script, the first draft in May. By November, we had um, the meeting with Lionsgate. By January, I was meeting Lucy Punch and Faye Marseille, and it was getting funded to film that following November so it it was so quick and that was really that was Finn pulling all those finances together and you know he's going to be a uh, it was only his second film he's going to be a huge producer and then I had um, I had Georgia whilst on set who was a great creative support who was there with me every day who had who would give me like a Barocca every morning and a yeah, large so glass boring. of wine every night? <laughs> yeah, and, the other way around. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sometimes it was needed, and uh, and has a wonderful instinct for story and acting and and character, and so was there as this great sounding board. So really, it was the two of them that kind of got me through it because I was terribly, you know, inexperienced to a certain ex- extent to mm. take on such a huge budget and huge named actors as well you know but you did it so well you did it honestly you did it so well it was so good to see. do you find there was some say david tent and something like that they yeah. because of their clout yeah they need the space they need which sometimes gives you indirectly gives you the space you need was that did that ever happen like well you know if david needs an extra hour he gets it or was that ever something you could i mean use your advantage or david something? is I probably with other actors, but David is the example of an actor who is like he would never ask for an extra. Oh, really? Like he's so oh, really? professional. He runs from his trailer to set. Like he he runs and he's there, and he's also I think he's known as like the nicest man in show business, and he's so like that. Um, I've known him for a few years, so he was also like a really nice, supportive, lovely, yeah. kind, funny presence on set for mm-hmm. me. Um, and and then this absolutely brilliant actor where he just kind of, it's weird to watch. He sort of just transforms into someone else, but at the same time has this incredible vulnerability and openness. Um, so yeah, we were really lucky to have him. But I I I assume with other actors who were of his sort of name, that might be the case where you'd sort of go. You get a diva moment, but you, you use get a diva, diva moment to your advantage. Yeah. yeah, but I was I was really lucky that him being such a big name, he's just. Yeah, he's so with everyone, and but there's, there's also there, there's the, the advantage of that is he's always ready, he's always prepared. You, yeah. So, so yeah, you might not get the time, you know. Yeah, you're at a breakneck speed, but also you're working with someone that's good to go. Oh know? yes, like incredibly professional and yeah. also good, uh, like very very good, obviously. Um, and he would he'd be great at you know it became a, I wanted it to be a very collaborative process, and and all the actors were brilliant at that like Lucy Punch was always 
um, very intent on making the line the funniest version it can be. And you could sort of tell she had been working in Los Angeles, where I think mm -hmm. the comedy scene there is, you know, someone, I've got Judd Apatow in, in my head because I've just watched his masterclass, but he will have 40 different versions of one comedic line and they all work so hard out there in the comedy world and mm -hmm. you could tell that she had sort of been bred in that because she was like I think we can make this funnier and she was coming up with funny business wow. and so she worked really really hard um for the for the film as a whole and the character um and equally yeah David would sort of go oh this this might feel better like this and you know because I'd show them my idea of staging and sometimes it's it's what they want but if it's not then obviously you all work together to find the right way and then Faye was just this she's just like super cool she's a really good actress and just really easy going on set and um and yeah and great fun to have so I was very lucky I think I like I think I totally lucked out in the sort of supportive nature of the entire thing mm, maybe uh, but there's also the fact that it is your first film and sometimes like debut feature film there's almost that you just kind of go with it. Just yeah. all, and as a director, you're kind of like, look, I might feel way out of my depth and this might be the best time I ever have. But yeah. I, ha I know no different. I've got nothing to compare this to. So true, yeah. So I'm just going to throw shit out and see what happens. Yeah, and you've kind of got to take that plunge. And, and in a way, at one point I thought, oh, this is sort of like my short films. It's just on a bigger, bigger scale. scale. That's it. And yeah. it's not on my credit card. <laughs> yeah, it's on <laughs> someone else's. Yeah, Thank you. And yes. I don't have to eat that credit card, yeah, which oh, is exactly. always a huge bonus. <laughs> <laughs> the only nature of the challenge, if people ask me, say, you know, short films, commercials versus features. I say, it's all, exactly, it's just economy of scale. There you go. Okay. It's, you know, day one, two, three, golden. I've, the tricky thing is week two. Mm. Or yeah. being mm. as fresh as day one at the end of week two and the start of week three. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, that's the, that's the major challenge, isn't it? Is, is learning yeah. to sort of pace yourself. Because it's, totally. it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, and I think you just have to be really, like, sensible. I just got very sort of, like, good schoolgirl about it and I was mm. like in bed um mm. very early each night and I would just have my um you know bottle one red of one <laughs> one glass of red wine from Georgia Dennis <laughs> and um and I was I was always I just had such everything in my life was scheduled down to a T and I I kind of knew the schedule in and out and how long things would take me so that was always like subconsciously going on like I was like I know I've got 20 minutes on this like just I just thought that's the only way I can do this. I just over-prepared so mm, that yeah. I didn't feel at all, well, like you say, run out of that energy that you have in the beginning, that adrenaline-fueled um, excitement. And I was just like, just slow and steady wins the race. And yeah, all I yeah, thought each day yeah. was like, I would look at um, the scene the night before and think, why did I write this? You know, <laughs> like what was the point of this scene? And right. then, and then you, and that gives you the truth of of that going into the next day. Mm. And and is there anywhere I can make this line funnier? Shall I come up with some alternative lines? And then, um, and then on the day, it was just like finding the funniest version of that scene, finding the most honest version of that scene, and um, and then just like keep on schedule and keep on budget. That was that was like my aim. I was like, yes. that will get me to the end. And yes, yeah. and I think that's actually really important. Yeah, to exactly. go. Do you know what? I just keep on schedule. I know I've got this much done. Have it aware of it in yeah. your mind, yeah. rather than just going, oh, it's fine, fine. Well, totally, because people are paying you money. Totally. Like you have a responsibility yeah. to. 
you know, to hold that up and be very professional and and know what absolutely everyone's doing. So sort of for about three months before, I was just going through each scene and I had I, – I, I drew everything out, my really crap drawings of stick figures, which mm-hmm. were awful, which I don't think I ever looked at. But it's still somehow it there. Matter, they're there. They're in your exactly. mind. Exactly. And it's just yeah. the kind of um, um, – ethos you should have as a as an actor as well it's like over prepare over prepare so that the the audition or the performance becomes the like celebration of that absolutely because things do go wrong yeah and even as an actor if you're preparing the scene and you're like no i know exactly what i'm doing i'm coming to set well not exactly but do you know what i mean i'm yeah, there yeah. something on set will change the actor will give you a totally different performance totally. the set will be different or they'll say right okay you're here now instead or you're not even looking at the person mm. yeah. yeah you've got to adapt so you've got to be prepared constantly as an actor to Change it. Do it with your eyes closed. Do it this way. Do it upside down. Do it this. Uh, Mm. This is the whole Michael Caine thing. Do it so you can do the lines backwards. So you can come on set and play. And it's the same with directors. I feel that we should know it inside out and know what we want to get from it, but totally be prepared to play when we get there and see what happens. And I kind of did all the work an actor would do for each character as well. So Mm. Lucy Punch could go. Where did she study? And I'd be like, Oxford. You know, I just mm, knew. Yeah. Just make it up, make it up. Yeah, yeah. Oxford, yeah. darling. I'm also really good at improvising. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's that over-preparation is definitely definitely the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Was there anything you learned uh, from this first one that you're going to take into your next one, something you do differently? I think I'll just be a bit more free on my next one. I think I was so, I was obviously wary of like my reputation getting the next film. Mm. And, um, you know, unfortunately, it's especially for female directors. I think there's some really depressing statistic, which is like not many of 80% of um, don't go on to do a second film. Yeah. And I don't know why that is, but I presume it's something about like... Um, I don't know, confidence in a female director or whatever. So I was just, I was just quite rigid, as I said. And I I think I might be a bit more carefree on my next film and a bit more, especially for the comedy, like, actually, it would work better over here. Even if this is going to add on half an hour, we'll find a way through around it. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, I think music wise, um, I, I thought of that more towards the end. And I should have been thinking about that from the beginning. I mean, there's literally so many things. I have so many like criticisms of my own work, as I'm sure like you guys do course, all the time. Of course. Um, but it it did I did feel like I could do it, which was the main thing. I was yeah. like, Oh, I could I could do that. Great. Yeah. You know. Which is wonderful going yeah. forward to your next one. Yeah, which is helpful. <laughs> really helpful. <laughs> if I was like, I can't do it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I My do... next one, I'm just going to cry. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I remember doing the dare and I thought to myself, if I don't like this, again, I've been dream dying to make a feature film for so long yeah so you got to the point i thought okay well this is your test if you can get through this and it was a really tough test if i can get through this and still want to make films at the end then i want to be a film director and that's what you're going to do yeah and i think that's the test isn't it how do we can do we want to make another one after yeah do you find it really fun i remember david saying to me during filming he was like Oh, are you having it? I won't try a Scottish accent. He was like, <laughs> you nearly did that. No. Same stuff, really I guess. In yeah. way. <laughs> wow. He was like, are you, are you enjoying it? Are you having a good time? And I was like, I'm literally so happy. And I, <laughs> I think I like, like practically started crying. He was like, okay, I'm walking away a bit emotional. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was just like, this is the best fun, and that's that's what you want to find out because it would be it would be quite sad if you got to that point mm-hmm. and that's what you've wanted to do all your life, and then you're like, don't actually like it, yeah. don't enjoy it. Yeah. I don't. I'm at the middle point of any feature. I'm like, 
you know, this is the one thing I couldn't want to be further from this set right now. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I hate this and I hate where we are because you're just amongst yeah. the sea of things going wrong. It feels that way. Yeah. Right. And you're also adjusting to what the, the film, to, in some, to some degree, the film you set out to make and what the film's becoming. Yeah, that's and, true. But then by the end of it, I'm like, oh, I fucking love making movies. You know, but uh, yeah. it's like having a baby. It's like yeah. having a baby. Yeah. 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 Well, I've never actually physically had a baby, but I've witnessed got the baby being made, and it looked like it was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like they, were, they were quite different, but <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, one is probably a little more gory. Uh, yeah, not well, my films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. You guys are doing. <laughs> yeah, horror. there was probably as much blood in both, and yes. I think yeah. it's very much. I I definitely took away from it. Um, having like being the calm in the center of the storm I think is really is the way to go yeah, yeah. like I remember uh, I had a sort of mentor this uh, Australian director who does a lot of big TV series uh, Catherine Merchant who's actually like a friend of my mum's and she was always my mum had worked with her and mum said you know what made her great is that everything would be like going up in flames around her and producers would be screaming at her and she'd just be like oh right okay so we're going to take an extra half an hour because um, <laughs> we no longer have a set and um, those are the flames you know and she'd just be so chilled and so I took that um, on board and I think that really helped because there are random issues that come up I mm. mean we had for instance poor Simon Bird one day turned up and he had uh, norovirus and we were filming that scene on the lake right. and so he was in this boat just throwing up and um, oh my god he's doing that into the yeah he'd, water. he'd throw up and then he has to and then into i'd the say water. action <laughs> and we knew we'd get like two minutes where he was like not throwing up after he had thrown up and and he would act brilliantly i mean he really like shouldn't have turned up but wonderfully he's wow. he's a brilliant person and he did um because he knew he was a big part of that scene that day but um and then there was another time where for various reasons we didn't have the prosthetic belly of one of our, our pregnant ladies and the scene was focused entirely on it was an ultrasound of the baby so it was entirely focused <laughs> on the belly. Need the belly and I couldn't get Faye Marseille you know she's tiny she couldn't blow it out that far and uh, drink that, water drink water yeah more, exactly, more. exactly. <laughs> broccoli okay, um, soup. get her some carbs yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was solved by my great producer Georgia was like you know what leave it to me and we were in a hospital filming in a hospital and she ran around the maternity ward wow. and she looked for a woman who was like eight months pregnant with a tiny frame and she found one and was like um do you want some cash and can we film your bump and don't and, have a baby today yeah, yeah. <laughs> please don't go into labor and so that, that's that's, amazing. that's an example yeah. of great me having a, that great exactly yeah. great mm -hmm. producer great support network um, and again i suppose go back to you being able to go okay yeah. we maybe the shots you have planned is now going to be this kind of shot because you have to shoot around the fact that yeah exactly yeah. you just have to and all the things you prepare for never happen mm. like i was always aware that it might suddenly rain because we were trying to film summer scenes at the end of november so i always had a backup plan for weather and i that was always in my head and it was you know, blinding sunshine the whole time. So mm. that never happened. But then prosthetic bellies didn't turn off and stuff like that. Yeah. So you just have to, I think, each time be like, okay, it's yep. fine. We'll okay. It's Move like forward. no one's stressed. We'll just yeah. get I kind of take it day by day as well. So I'm yeah. like, look, That's there's nothing trick. you can yeah. do about tomorrow yeah. at the yeah. moment. If someone comes up and goes, we've lost a location for tomorrow. I go, what do you want me to do right now? Mm -hmm. At the moment, I need to focus on this scene. So I'm kind of like, I'm always like, let's just get through this. Yeah. And then I sit and work out what's happening tomorrow. And never think about, can't. in the middle of week two, don't think about week three. No, ever. Can't. Totally. Yeah, it's can't. gone. Yeah, it's never look above yeah. the parapet. Yeah. Yeah. Or back like, as well. Down, it, unless someone says you need to reshoot that. There's no point <laughs> yeah. looking back. You've There's done it. No it's point. gone. It's yeah, over. Yeah, exactly. How many days did you have to shoot? 
We had 25 days. Okay, well, it's nice. Yeah, it was really yeah. nice. Yeah. And we got our weekends, which was great. Um, that is my goal. Like, I've, I've not had it very five, often. Five but we week shoot. Five day weeks. Yeah. I think the six day weeks are a false economy. Say so it again and again yeah, and again and all the time. And, and uh, Everyone needs that weekend. I'm, yeah. And I'm also a happy crew, you know. Happy Everyone yeah. having a good time. And, and that also affects the sort of atmosphere as well. Just like, let's keep it easy going. It's mm. not like yeah. we're not. We're not like Do saving longer lives. Days, longer days, yeah, but le- less days. I think yes. that's the that's the key. Yeah, Rather than days I think, that's right. I think if you do six day weeks, okay. your crew will not give you an extra hour when you need it, or say, you know, will anyone hang out a little bit longer? Generally, I find if you give them the weekends, you get you just get more, um, get more a bit more grace. More, yeah, more, yeah, totally. Do you totally. also think it might be quite a good idea? And I quite like this: is to have a break in the middle. So I'll, oh, I, yeah. one idea was to shoot around Christmas. So you shoot two weeks before Christmas, if you get a four-week shoot, and then two weeks after. So your crew and your cast get to go home, yeah. get to relax, oh, yeah. recharge your batteries. Then everyone's really happy to see each other. Yeah. That's very true, yeah. Which I quite like be. that idea. I'd hate to see your uh, summer set romantic comedy, which is also... <laughs> the trees, yeah. the trees. It's coming. All over. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Christmas, ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Charlie, you shot this in December. Yeah, but I'm we shoot, got two weeks shooting it in Australia, mate. <laughs> oh, in Hawaii, so... Not so bad. One oh, of yeah, those. easy. Well, much easier. That would work well. Yeah, absolutely. This has been... Absolutely brilliant. And we've literally got to get out of this studio. So they're bulldozing. They're literally bulldozing the studio out. So before we uh, maybe have another bit of advice from you, where can people follow you online? Where can people find you and the film? Uh, They can find the film on Virgin, Amazon, Sky, iTunes. Uh, Have I left any out? Everywhere, basically. YouTube. Yeah, it's got YouTube. There we go. Um, Divider. The video as well, yeah. um, and they can find me on Twitter. Uh, What's your at, Twitter? At Daisy Aikens. It's really imaginative, and I believe Instagram at Daisy Aikens. Woo! I know. Which one are you most prolific on? Uh, Instagram, weirdly. For I a thought while, you were going to say which one's the real name? Oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which one's yeah, the yeah. real you? <laughs> yeah, I like Instagram. I like pictures. pictures and also, bad. it's just a bit nicer. I feel on Twitter, I'll just you know. I, you'd never want to put too much out there because you'll just get abuse back. Or fired. Do you get abuse? Or fired, <laughs> yeah. I quite Gosh. like that I haven't had too much abuse and maybe not any. I, it's quite nice. The podcast hasn't really... That's nice because you put anything out there and I feel you get a bit of abuse, especially yeah. a podcast. We have amazing listeners. They're mm. really cool, oh. very supportive. Oh, nice. And they really do help us and we like that a lot. Makes we make a, a positive difference. vibe on the show, and I think that spills that out to the, you know, ecosystem yes. around the podcast. People, they just say if they got something nice to say, they say it, and generally, oh, that's lovely. Yeah. I think if they don't like us, well, they just don't bother. Don't, don't listen. Yeah. 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 But we're very active on Twitter, and you can follow us at Filmmakers Pod, and you can follow me at Giles Alderson, CJ at C James Direct. On all, are you on Instagram as C James? I do Insta, well? but I'm pre- because my wife is such a prolific Instagrammer. Oh, is she? And I sort of just, I just kind of forget. If I'm in, if I'm in a project, mm. like if in the middle of a film, I'll tweet and Insta a fair bit, or tweet mainly. Yeah. But because it's mainly between features, it's commercials. You can't talk about what you're doing. Like the client doesn't want you saying, yeah. "Hey, yeah. just on set for uh, Mastercard doing." They don't want. You yeah, know, that's always hard. You can't tweet yeah. a picture of a set or a. You it's know. true. So and my it's Instagram gets very boring when I'm just like, recently I've just had to finish this feature script and just for two months I've been in my house. Mm. So I started like taking pictures of plants and yeah, I was I've like, no, I've oh, it's dying. It's dying. Yeah, really, yeah. What yeah. should I do? I was should like, I water oh, it? <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, here's four walls again. Well, there's nothing worse Day 47 of the plant. On yeah. page 50. Yeah, yeah. You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think I am that asshole though. I might do that. Yeah. 
I need to get a dog. A <laughs> dog on Instagram. I have, we have amazing dogs. Yeah. Let's get a rescue puppy. Promise you'll oh. change your life. Mm. Oh, that's what I'll do. do that. That'll make it more interesting. Speaking, of, speaking of projects, what are you, you're working on something at the moment, you said? Yes. Uh, so, I well, I've just handed that in, us? the second draft. It's oh. an adaptation of a book. Um, I won't say the book in case, you know, I don't go on to do the third draft and then I'll just be like sad um, <laughs> but that was really fun that was a How commissioned was a- um, adaptation and it yeah. was yeah it was something completely different it was obviously like the outline process is you sort of read the book 20 times and you listen I listen to the audiobook a lot as well and then you kind of take what you can from it and what you believe um the nugget of the, of the story is and um I found it really fun it's a, she's a brilliant author and um so it was a great experience um but we'll see if I'm still doing it and then I also am writing I've had a pilot commissioned um and I'm writing that with Georgia Tennant, my producer, who now yeah. can also write. She turns her hand to everything. Wow. And um, and that has been the best one because it's always fun to write with someone yeah, else, really isn't is. it? I much prefer yeah. writing with other people. It is really fun. I really do. You're just like, oh, you have tea breaks where you can chat. That's yeah, great. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to do some work? Yeah, I don't have bit. to just talk just to my laugh. plant. Yeah. <laughs> or you get together to write and then you said, we've just been two hours talking about yeah. Oh, gossip. gossip. Yeah. Oh, it's the worst. I know. Yeah. But so much fun. Um, yeah. So those are the kind of two projects. And, and then I'm always on the side working on my next film okay. and the idea for that, which is based around virtual reality. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I know. So I've been looking into that, which is super cool. Super cool. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Good. Good. Yeah. And you're going to, you're directing that. Are you going to also direct the book? That you've adapted. I don't. I that, to film. Um, I mean, I'd love to. It's a. It would probably be quite big budget. So it would be. A hey, big with leap. you, you can. Yeah, you can hey, leap. I should believe in you myself and say leap. yes. I am. You can go from zero budget ish on your credit card to yeah, yeah. two million budget film. That's, yeah, that's impressive. I'll go to fifteen million. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why not? Who knows? Like, I will beg, but that would be great. Um, cool. But yeah, definitely for my own feature, I'm. I'm looking forward to directing that again. And then I've got other things, uh, scripts coming in of you know, that I haven't written that um, I'm interviewing on to direct and that's all exciting. Very exciting indeed. Yeah. The kind Excellent. of stuff you can't talk about for fear of jinxing. I know, I was I know, like, yeah, as I said it, I was like, I'm... Yeah, yeah. 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 just yeah. don't. It's fine. We, no, no, yeah. we know you're doing Chicken's well. Chicken's blah, blah. Yes. Yeah, exactly. It's lovely. Um, do remember to get your shout-outs to us. Whatever you're filming at the moment and you want a shout-out, if you've got an Indiegogo campaign, let us know. If you've got a screening of your film, let us know as well and we will shout that out at the beginning of the show as well. Um, remember you can follow us on iTunes on SoundCloud on Podbean we are now on iHeartRadio as well which is a massive one so thank you Tribulation Saints for that really appreciate that Um, and you can follow us on the Podfix Network where there's some amazing other shows including uh, Fan Counters The Gravity Beard Podcast Shaken Not Nerd Weird With You More Gooder Than Um, so yeah loads of those go to podfixnetwork.com we love being with you guys thank you so much Um, this has been really cool Daisy Aitkins, thank you very much for your thank time. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a real pleasure. Has thank you, Just Voices, too. I was going to yes. say that. Oh, oh, I got it. It's not bad. Yeah, do go watch the short film. Go watch that. Yeah. And then go watch the feature film. You, me, and him. Do it. Support indie film. And let's follow Daisy's progress and see, see how she gets on. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> that could be the name of your next film. See what Daisy does next. Oh, all, I like it. I think someone's done it, haven't they? little bit egotistical, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what Daisy did next? Yeah. Well, we'll find out in a year's time when you get you back on. That sounds good. Perfect. Thanks, Daisy. Thank you so much. Take care. Have a great week. You Bye-bye, too. everyone. <laughs>